Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to the D-Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D-Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. Oh my god, hi. Welcome back to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians watch and review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. For Black Widow, I am joined by comedians and sisters Hope and Hannah Rehack, who are back, 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 back again. Okay, we do need to have a short discussion at the top of this. The audio and tech for this week's episode is bad, (laughs) y'all. We recorded this on that day in December where Amazon crashed part of the internet or something like that, and we were truly feeling it. We were getting kicked off the internet. My computer was sending us pop-ups that I had never seen before. Sometimes our mics were crystal clear, and then other times they sounded like we were recording through a drive through window. None of this was our fault, by the way, and we did everything that we could to remedy it. However... We got what we got. <laughs> uh, we went back and forth on whether or not we should reschedule it, but we're also in the middle of Omicron, um, and it is raging like a Christian mom and Marshalls. And, you know, also we have redone this before. We've re-recorded episodes in the past, and it always sounds like a we're telling you a conversation we had previously had, and that's not fun. So I decided it would just be easiest to edit this, put out, make it as best as we possibly could, and just, you know, laugh along with us when one of us gets kicked off, or if there's an audio hiccup, you know, just just roll with it. Um, and enjoy this film about two sisters who are assassins and band together with their family to murder a secret mole king who lives in a hype house in the sky. Without further ado, here we go. Evening, or I guess it's evening. It's seven. Th- when does evening start? It has. It has started. It has yeah. started. Today we're talking about um, Black Widow. Uh, first, I want to start with. I'm going to start with you, Hope. Okay. What is your experience with the MCU and all of these Marvel movies? Are you a fan? Have you seen a smattering? Are you do you avoid them at all costs? Yeah, that's a very interesting question because I think everyone at this stage in late capitalism has to have a prepared answer. And <laughs> I thought a lot about it and my relationship to in the last 30 seconds since you warned us this would be a question. And I and I but I do think about it a lot because as you'll remember from my insufferable guesting last time with Toy Story, I did go to film school. So I do think about it a lot. And I'm also like, I follow a lot of, yeah. And I follow a lot of like awful film bros on Twitter for fun. And so like, there's that perennial debate about like, is it true that what Martin Scorsese says that they're not film, they're spectacle, or are they like our modern day, the odyssey that are like stories told by multiple people over decades and then they changed. And I kind of more um, am on the the side of, I think, I don't know if it was Viggo Mortensen, but like recently a, a, an actor said something really, really smart that was just basically saying when anything is created simply to generate global profit, it's going to like have its its edges sharpened. So whether or not you consider it art is almost irrelevant, but like 
the the like propaganda use of it is really uh like uh obvious and to the forefront especially in a movie like black widow which is all to say i used to really enjoy superhero films i was reminded this weekend that i used to go to the, the early spider-mans with tony toby mcguire and the early x-men in mm -hmm. high school and middle school with my group of friends at midnight with someone's parent like that was fun for me yeah and that joy has dwindled because of the oversaturation and the like slow winnowing away of any uh, metaphor or like coherent message from an individual director or screenwriter. So that's just like this like hodgepodge of garbage that we all have to suck down every year. Um, so I, I have I have watched fewer and fewer. It's not that I've won watched zero. I think I think I've seen like three or four, and they're the ones where people are like, you have to see it, like Thor Ragnarok. I haven't seen the other Thors, but because like Taika Waititi was involved, I like went to the theater and saw it. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, and then I actually did see Shang Chi, which I know you're gonna do a podcast about, because a friend, it was really important to her because she's South Asian to go see it in theaters. So we actually went, and I was pleasantly surprised at how good it was. It was so good. That was. Yeah quite literally the smartest answer I've ever had on this entire podcast. Most of the time we're like, I thought it was cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> Thank you. Thought it was a fun time. <laughs> Hannah, how about you? How many of these have you seen? <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Hannah's frozen. <laughs> She's frozen. <laughs> what a pregnant pause. And it's, what a pregnant pause. <laughs> She's frozen in such a way where she truly looks like she's really invested in this conversation. Her hand is on her chin, and I thought she was just listening to me pontificate. <laughs> oh, no, we lost her. Oh, we lost her. Okay, we'll wait for her to come back. What? I really... Okay, there we go. How about you, Hannah? <laughs> How about you, Hannah? Have you seen these MCU movies? How do you feel about these? Um, I have nothing to say. <laughs> I have that one brewing while Hope is trying. Totally good. Um, so good. No, I know. I um yes, I've seen I think I've seen I always say no. I, I think I'm I'm prone to saying I've seen all of them and people will be like, Oh, okay, so you saw blah 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 and I'll be like, Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah. I thought I saw all of them. But I every time a trailer comes out I get so excited. I was in a room full of people. Full of, yes, I was in a room full of people yet a couple of days ago. Okay, a brag. Or, and or a site for judgment. <laughs> I was in a room full of unmatched people a couple of days ago. And it's in there, a couple of improvisers who were like, oh my God, I'm, I'm fans too. And then they start talking about how they're on Marvel TikTok. And I was like, oh, I'm not a fan. I got to stop. Like, that, it's like the same thing with like Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter mm -hmm. or anything like that. So I usually try to go see the big films. I really enjoy them. I have a terrible memory. I will rewatch them. I've seen. I think like most of the major ones two or three times, but again, like could not tell you. Yeah. I'd seen, I watched Black Widow again in preparation for this episode, but I had watched it six months ago and like truly was, was like caught off guard. I was like, Oh my God, that's what happened. Or like, <laughs> I'm confused what's going on. Like I, yeah. my memory's bad, which yeah, yeah. no, it's say it. easy trap <laughs> to fall into with these movies because they're so formulaic and it's so like sort of the, the same thing with a different spin every every installment that it's totally. really easy to i i've also noticed that since i've and i've said this on the podcast a million times i go into these movies knowing i will like it 
no matter what happens, no matter how bad it is, no matter how good it is, I go in, it's sort of like my true thing of like, this is going to be an enjoyable experience for me. And I've noticed I judge them very different than I would judge any other film. Even like Paddington Bear, I look at with a more critical eye than I'm looking at. Oh, same. Well, because of all their jail stuff. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quite abolitionist enough for me. Everyone's like, how radical? And I'm like, I don't know. Not really. Anyway, that's that opinion. We have us back on for Paddington, too. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. No, can I? Well, what I will say about. Mm, I was going to say something about it. Oh, I am known for. I am known in my various communities for like when people are like do you want to go see this film as since i was a kid i would be like is it going to be sad like my impulse my very like, child like <laughs> impulse is like i don't really want to see a sad movie and i like movies like i, I push myself to see like quote unquote good films because i like want to be a i want to i do enjoy them but marvel is a really great um example of movies that i never have to ask that question to so like anytime somebody says do you want to go watch the film i'm like yeah oh my god yeah. i want to see this oh sure I want to see yeah. hot people fighting. It's yeah. kind of my deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you um, tell? <laughs> also, how do we feel, uh, before we jump into the plot, just general takeaway, did did we like this film? Did we, um, also, would you call it a film? But do we like this movie? Did we <laughs> not like this movie? How did you two feel? In general. I mean, we'll get into details. Wait, I have to go back because Hannah... Like, we haven't talked about this movie. And in fact, I tried to... Oh, no, am I frozen? No. Yeah, start again because oh, you, no. cut, you cut out a little bit. So just say it again. Oh, well, all I was going to say... Yay, more editing work for Devin. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, all I was going to say is in the car ride uh, earlier today that Hannah and I shared, I, like, wanted to talk to her about it. And I'm, like, so curious about her opinion. But this is, like, such an intense sister movie. And I didn't know and wasn't expecting it. And yeah. I didn't even know oh, Hannah had watched you. it six months ago until right now. <laughs> like... <laughs> Wow, was it sad? To and, you? I don't know. And I was like, "Don't!" I was like, "No, we can't talk about it. We gotta say this for the pod." I was saving it up. <laughs> she did say that. She it's important that to know. So we didn't talk. It's important to know that the two of you sat in a car, not saying anything, out of fear that anything would come back to this movie. Yes. Absolutely dead silence. That's right. That's dead silence happened. with a fiddle fig in between the two of you. <laughs> well, because it's about like an older redheaded sister and a younger blonde sister, I immediately imprinted on it. No, of course. Same hope. And I think it's funny because I think when I watched it, I was like, or when Devin months ago and you asked if we, months ago, because you're kind of a nerd and you asked if she was months ago. <laughs> Absolutely. Professional. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Professional nerd. No, no, very professional nerd. No, no, no. But uh, no, that was great because you were like, oh, I think this would be a really fun one. And I had, I think I had just watched it when you asked. And I, I do remember saying to you, hope something like, oh, it's going to kill you. Like, because yeah. there are so many. So, so, but in terms of if I liked it before we get into plot, I liked it a lot. I liked it more upon second watch. I think I was more critical the first time. I don't know why. Maybe I was in a darker place. <laughs> I was today. Maybe today I was like a little bit more like free flowing about it. Um, but yeah, I love it. Like who wouldn't want to watch Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh just like, be so hot and conveniently not related so that if you have weird quirks yeah. and it's easy about them, you don't have to complicate them for yourselves no, more yeah. on that later but yeah they're like so beautiful and fun to watch uh, yeah yeah did you like it hope um i did but i also i was explaining to Devin before you got on that i had to watch it in like spurts at work at a job yeah. where i'm constantly disrupted so like 
I don't think I gave it like, I did not give it what it deserved. Yeah. And I think admittedly that is in part because I waited to the last possible moment, of course. <laughs> and, and also in part, because I don't take like MCU extended universe shows movies seriously anymore to my detriment, because I actually liked it a lot more than I thought I would. And I like kept being surprised because I have so effectively like stopped caring that like, I didn't know Rachel Vice was in it. I didn't know like hot daddy, daddy. <laughs> Uh, whatever his name, David Harbour was in it. Like, yeah. I was so surprised by everything. All I knew is that Scarlett Johansson and Florence, you played sisters. Like, I was surprised by everything. So, okay, it was good. Good, good, good. I, I do like this movie, and I like, well, I mean, I like every Marvel movie. It's, it's like, shut up, Devin. Uh, it's literally, it's truly like, and I hold no stakes for them. Um, mm-hmm. But I was, I get really, sometimes I get, especially within the Marvel fandom, people pick and choose, and it's really, really based on, like, kind of the environment in which they're released um, or the environment in which they come out in theaters that people really will then decide, oh, this is a good movie or this is bad. Like, especially as I'm rewatching these, there's so many MCU movies that are really bad. They're just not great. Yes. But then people will, like, the movies that will come, because they look back on those with rose-colored glasses, they'll, like, be really critical of these new movies that are coming out that I don't think are that bad, but because they're like, well, it's no Iron Man 2, and I'm like, well, re-watch Iron Man 2. <laughs> and you, and then get back to me. Humble yeah. yourself. So yeah. this Humble one was like... yourself before you're the, God. Okay, I'm going to say, and I'm not going to give up, we'll talk about it when we're in the plot. I really, really love this movie. There is one moment, there's one major choice that I think we could have omitted from this film and i'm gonna leave it as a i'm gonna put a pin in it but there's one major point in this film that we thing we could have omitted that would i think made the whole film so much better but we'll wait till we get there so let's get to the plot in 1995 super soldier alexi some wait i really need to hear this so thank you so much because i i've watched now i'm like what the fuck is going on in the first oh yeah yeah. oh by the way Marvel movies are notorious for never naming a character. It drives me insane. This movie, they name people a decent amount because they're family, but yeah. like they throw but around these not names. Really. That's the thing is they throw around these names before they establish who that person is. So yeah. Alexi is um, David, whatever. David Harbor. <laughs> David Harbor. So Lexi's the dad. Um, Melina is the mom. And they have two kids, uh, Natasha and Yelena. They're in Ohio. They're living in Ohio. And you're introduced to them as though they are just uh, a fan, like just a random family. And we find out that they're actually like a spy family. They have this huge getaway scene right at the beginning where they they escape to Cuba. General Drakov has Romanov and uh, Belova taken to the Red Room for training. Years pass. We see this huge opening monologue or like this opening, what's that called? Mm, like a sequence montage. where, yeah. We see this sequence Credit of sequence. all of these girls who actually, are... Montage. I think it depends on the back music. If the, if the, okay. music, is, if the music is from the 80s, it's a montage. Anything else, it's a sequence. Well, it's a credit sequence because their credits play over it, but okay, fine. <laughs> oh my God, go back to film school. <laughs> I've already had two margaritas since we started sound checking. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, let's be honest. Let's clear something up. I don't think any of the three of us are in the state to take anything serious and i'm so <laughs> glad that we're all on the same page because i i was literally in my bed at six we started this at seven six fifty seven yeah. saying like 
could I be late to this? <laughs> it's my <laughs> podcast. I'm like, would they wait? <laughs> So like, yeah, like, we went up. <laughs> and then I was late, and then Hannah was late. So yeah, it worked out. Um, oh my god! Okay, Explain I this love. So I love the. I do love this opening sequence. And I remember being in the theaters, being like, "Oh, wh- how? What? Like, it's going to be a Marvel movie with commentary." Yes. yes. Watered down commentary. commentary. Is it? <laughs> or is it? <laughs> well, a little watered down. And that article you sent to us, Hope, I was like, "Yeah, this is what I think like the movies strive to be." Yeah. It, you know, you shoot for the stars, you land amongst the moon or whatever the <laughs> hell they say. Yeah. Plus. I loved the opening set. I loved this scene. I loved sort You wanted of... to say sequence. Sequence, yeah. I love <laughs> I love this sequence. Or montage. <laughs> or... <laughs> whatever I... you want to say. Language is flexible. Win. I needed a win tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there are two things I love about this. I love the the um the comment and sort of like I love the t- the the point they're making of like these what happens to these girls who are like sex or like trafficked essentially like they're forgotten and then and then this man has monopolized on this as he calls it later in like the most untapped resource in the world um, and two I liked the idea of how your psyche would develop as a person who hasn't really had a family. And I Mm. liked that they touch Mm. on this little, I mean, they don't dive into it. That's probably me rewatching it with one gummy in and trying to find something to talk about. But um, I liked, and uh, Florence Pugh does such a good job throughout the movie of being like, while we weren't a family, it's natural for me to align these roles that we see mm-hmm. within society, like I haven't had it, but like you are that to me because I need something and you're the closest thing. Mm-hmm. So I thought those were really interesting. Do they dive into them deeply? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a little palate, cl- it's like a little appetizer where mm-hmm. I was looking for a meal, but they were giving me an appetizer. You know what I mean? Florence was giving you a meal though. Yeah, Florence <laughs> Pugh always gives a meal. Always I gives love a meal. her, I love oh, her. No. Wait, I have a question though. Did either of you watch the the Americans? No, yeah. but it looks really good. I did. Well, so the opening. So I only watched the first two seasons of the Americans. And I guess Hannah watched. Did you watch the whole thing, Hannah? Oh well, just I, I just like the early. yeah the entire opening sequence. I was just like, oh, it's the Americans. Like it was yeah. really necessary. Like to have that even that cultural reference. Like I would not have understood what the fuck was going on if I had not watched the Americans (laughs) because it's all about like a Russian, two Russian spies, like posing as normal people with their children. That's what it's The thought that I had upon this, watching this montage was like, it was really beautiful. The cover of Entertain Us, what's the title of the song? Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. yeah. Like killed me. Like it was just, it's like so just, I don't know, emotionally disruptive and strange to hear it like that. Um, but I was feeling really like, like I had a moment where I was like, really, we're still talking about the Cold War, (laughs) which I know is like stupid because I know that's like so much of what the Marvel universe is about and is like contending with, but I'm sort of, it's like, I don't, and I don't know enough about comics. Like I really don't to be able to be like, well, that, right. That's like what the bread and butter is. This was like the heyday. This is what we're like reinventing. This is what we're creating or whatever. But I'm just like, we have seen, I, I know so much about the Cold War through the lens of superhero films. Like, yeah. I know so much about that relationship. Yeah. I'm staffing in agreement. Oh, thank yeah. you. I know next to nothing about the Cold War, even though I love all these movies. And that's because, like, I don't care. I, like, <laughs> don't care about wars. 
I'm happy they're done. Or like I'm not in them. Yeah, did you know that we're all done? All the wars are over, Devin. I think they're done, all right? The wars are done. We just wrapped all the last are... one up. And yes, and we're not dealing with any of the repercussions in Ukraine. <laughs> like literally, it's irrelevant to us. No, 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 no. They, they, they wrapped that. It's been canceled. War, <laughs> war has, has been, been canceled. canceled. Um, but yeah, I don't know any details about war, and I'm not a type of person who like, like people who like love to know history of war. I'm sure it's very interesting and very important. And I was after you sent that article, I was more so interested yeah. about spies. Like I like espionage. I like the yeah. idea of playing a role forever, mm, <laughs> and yeah. like creeping so on people i don't like the idea of like blowing up families that's not my bag <laughs> you know? but the work we need to do on the ground before that I'm <laughs> oh into so into it and i well, wish actually that's <laughs> i wish no, we were wish just what? digging up dirt on other people and then knowing <laughs> the dirt and then being done <laughs> you know it. over in russia they're crazy <laughs> i figured that out by spying <laughs> well you know it. so fun Fun fact for you, Devin, I don't mean to uh, <laughs> condescend, but since you just said you don't know, the Cold War was pretty much only espionage, and that's why it was called the Cold War. Well, this is... It, okay, you might so, really love some of this. Maybe I do yeah, love the Cold War. literally what happened. It was literally never a hot war. It was I, like they kept stealing plans from each other by spying and then not dropping bombs. On see, okay, that's so that's happened. the thing. My reference of the Cold War is just we are going to bomb one another, and there's also like an arms race to like the yes. moon or something. Like those yes. are my references. I don't know Nailed any... It. All the stuff I would like, probably, and would have known more about the Cold War if I had known this, is, like, when you sent that article, I'm like, there are people who, like, you could, could you imagine in your personal life if someone was just gone and you were like, what happened to them? Oh, they were a spy. Dude, I've worked, <laughs> if I I've was a spy. I've been this notion for, I have thought about this with, like, everyone I love all the time. I'm like, so I'm like, wow, what, what, what? family i love my family what family did i grow up in that i've like been afraid of that since like five or six <laughs> probably because my cause our, our lovely father being like i mean any minute man I, you know nuclear nuclear warfare any minute <laughs> but we're just gonna live our lives the best we can until you know <laughs> i'm like for sure afraid of nuclear war and or people i think i know and love not being who i know <laughs> this why that's why i was like that's why this movie like resonates because like it's yeah, it's a big fear. Do you yeah. not worry about that with your husband? I told you I was going to bring him up throughout this episode. <laughs> no, uh, no, I did. I remember when Trump was elected, we did lay. I did lay in bed thinking like, we're going to die by nuclear holocaust. Like, we are going to die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nuke. And every once in a while that will come back. I'll like be in the bathtub and be like, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm going to die in the worst way. And then I do probably do what your father and I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to live live as best we can, love people as quickly as we can. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take one <laughs> break because I, one, think Hannah might be frozen. <laughs> I'm not. Or no, Hope. No. I think Hope might be frozen. And then no, Hannah, I'm going to she... have you adjust your uh, volume again. No. Because I'm being loud. I think the internet's being wild today. I, I think be, it's it me. Be. Well, I'm I'm clicking out of what I'm trying to do is like this is my work computer. Yes, you can leave that in. And so I just keep trying to like close various work applications that are always monitoring me in case that's slowing us down. Yeah. But when it's, we did this before, I was also on this computer. So. Yeah, and it's not a slow thing. It's just like a my volume levels going up and down here. So it must be like a Zoom thing. Um, mm -hmm. But what are we gonna do? We're gonna die by a nuclear holocaust. That's right. That's right. So let's get back into the, this, into the yes, film. Yes. Um, Are you going to continue with the summary? I'm not going to interrupt you because I'm not supposed to be, right? 
No, you can absolutely interrupt. Go go ahead and interrupt. Um, okay. In 2016, Romanoff is a fugitive violating the Sokovia Accords, which, by the way, a quick refresher, because once again, there's so many details in these movies that I didn't even realize them until I was started watching this. There's a movie called Civil War where essentially like all the governments of the world come together and say superheroes should be under some form of regulation because every time they have a party, they destroy a city. Um, <laughs> and that's essentially, yeah, like, Great. not unfounded. Um, <laughs> Finally. Yeah, and then a couple of them got arrested. She did not because she's a super spy and she's kind of on the run where this old dude named Thaddeus Ross, um, who, by the way, that actor is wonderful and everything. This, this gentleman is fairly old he's playing like a 70 something year old and i just know that they are going to turn him into a superhero like next year are they really <laughs> they're gonna turn him into a hulk <laughs> really yes that's so funny because he was so underwritten and so boring in this film that i was like oh what are you about and that makes so much sense that they're like setting him up and he's been in a lot oh my of God, them, it's william hurt yeah he's been in a lot oh of these God. but his character is always like kind of like i'm here to be a uh figure head for the government right, right i'm just government guy i'm government guy and then now they're gonna it's turn him into like a hulk mm, interesting <laughs> wow. isn't william hurt famous hand for that movie we love broadcast news yeah <laughs> we, is that is that who he is it's, it's yeah, like, yeah he's like the dumb hot guy who holly hunter guy? loves He's yeah, that's awesome. guy. Everyone should watch Broadcast News. Okay, I'm sorry. Go on with the plot. Broadcast News is wonderful. We had to watch it in um, college. It's so good. In homeschool. Fun college. <laughs> I said film school. No, I said Oh, school. no, 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 no. Homeschool. Homeschool <laughs> 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 college. Mama. Um, by the way, homeschool is what I call anytime I want to force my husband to watch something that I know he's not into. I say, this is part of your homeschool. <laughs> Wait, I'm upset. I'm, can I take that? Can I have that? Please, please. I, 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 so cute. Oh my God. Okay. I gotta the, go, you guys. <laughs> camera, the camera pans over and it's a fiddly fig with a beret. <laughs> no, oh, fiddly fig. <laughs> uh, so, um, so she's on a boat. I, the thing I love about Natasha is that she's like always one step ahead of the game. She's smart. She work. She fights smart, not hard. You know what Ooh, I mean? I she's so yeah. cool. And they do a good job in these movies of saying like, there's a reason she's an Avenger. Even though she's just like a person, there's a reason she's an Avenger. She's smarter than everybody. She's quicker than everybody. She's always like three steps ahead of everyone. She, she goes, leaned in. She leaned in. <laughs> she go, She lives in a, um, a little trailer with some guy for a little while. Um, <laughs> And she's on her way. Meanwhile, we see her sister, Yelena, is still a Black Widow, and she's being mind-controlled. She's a mm. moment where she, like, kills her friend. Her friend sprays her with, like, this spray that undoes it. By the way, the science behind the mind-control thing. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, It's like, and now you forgot everything. That's like, cool. Yeah. That's not really how brainwashing really works. <laughs> yeah. I Febrezed you. World. <laughs> I Febrezed you back to sanity. <laughs> It's like wild. But I honestly, I appreciate how quickly this movie gets you there, so that we yeah. can be on her side. I was like, wow, within like twelve minutes, mm -hmm. we like we know what's going on, and then we're in it. And I'm like, that's incredible. You you really know what you're doing. Yeah. Also, props to yes. um, Florence for selling it. She has no lines. <laughs> it's just the way she reacts when she's febrezed in the face, and you're like, oh, <laughs> she had no idea what she was doing. Uh, so cool. It's so good. Um. Okay. It's bouncing back and forth a little bit, and uh, Natasha goes. Natasha starts driving into town. I forget why. I think she was like, I don't know. It's uh, oh, I know why. Because her generator went out. 
Her generator. Right. But maybe it wasn't her generator. Honestly, I thought it was maybe a setup. Anyway, but her mm-hmm. generator goes out, so she has to go to town. She has to go on the bridge. Yeah. And this, um, in the comics, she's known as, she's known as Taskmaster. It's oh. gender bent from the comics. So in the comics, I believe it's, I've never, I've only read some of these comics. Um, but here, spoiler alert, turns out to be Dracoff's daughter at the end. So Taskmaster blows her ass up on this bridge and have this insane fight scene <laughs> where you realize that Taskmaster can learn any move just by like watching someone watching. do it. Yeah, yeah. She's a mirror. I thought this I thought this villain is so cool. So scary. Looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um I love the Bad ho- Iron Man. I love a villain with a hood. Like a little like I'm kinda shy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I have this big like, don't look at me. I thought she just looked like Iron Man. Sometimes she does have the Iron Man face, but sometimes she has like a little hood that she puts up. Interesting. It's like a little hoodie. Ooh. Yeah. Um, they they get in this crazy fight, and um, she gets away with the this like honestly it looks like glow sticks from her perspective. Yeah, yeah. Yes. that were just like in the back of her car, which we now know are just vaccines or the universal aesthetic <laughs> <laughs> in our films for vaccines. Yeah, they're just like yeah. glowing vials. Yeah, uh, and she makes her way yeah. back to um, Budapest, where her sister is staying. Okay, so now that is a lot to cover. <laughs> There's so many things that happen in here. Um, I love the fight scene. I love the score. Good score. Um, I really am into the way she's like always two steps ahead of everybody. Uh, and I thought the villain is cool as hell. Can I just jump back and say, I don't know that I appropriately said that like this sister stuff at the beginning fucking destroyed me. And like, did it? Her, Same. It did destroy me. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. It did not destroy you, Devin. I, like when, when Natasha as a baby, as a girl, like a kid, pulls out a gun and is like, don't touch her, don't touch her. Yeah. And like, puts herself on the line like that and then it just like sets up all the sacrifices that are going to happen for the next two hours like each trying to protect each other yeah um and then she like gives her we like she gives her the the photo booth strip and then that's how she knows like that the the vaccines or whatever the the non-brainwashing stuff unbrainwashing stuff is from her sister i'm like ooh, that that was like such a good choice for the writers or director whomever um but like the way they're communicating is through a very, very like American '80s thing, which is like yeah. Photo it, it made a much bigger impact on me the second time I watched it because I think the first time I was watching it, I was sort of like really like, okay, what are we doing with Black Widow? What's Black Widow's story? Now that yeah. I've gotten to know the sister, and I like the sister more than Black Widow. I like Yelena mm-hmm. more. Her mm-hmm. character is so good. Um, this time I watched it, and I was like, what? I honestly, I in that scene, I thought like, what a brave, so brave. child. Mm-hmm. Like she, oh no, our session expired. Oh no, that's weird. I can... We're still recording, aren't we? Yeah, on our side, it looks like it. Do you want me to record, oh. Devin? Um, can't see what happened. Oh, oh no. are we still here? I'm yeah. still what is going on? Did I? Am I cursed? Did I do something? I, just, I do feel like this tech today. Everyone <laughs> has problems. Okay, I can I just tell you? It. Can I tell you something? We're yeah. going through a little bit yeah. of a mini retrograde. Not to be a freak, oh. gone through a breakup that has really leaned into Zodiac stuff for comfort. <laughs> but we Very good. we are like going today is like a mini. It's like we're there's like a little bit of a retrograde, and it was like check your signals, check your plugs, check your tech. Things are gonna go awry. And it's true. I mean, we seem it's to happening. be good, so we're gonna continue. Okay. 
I have never seen the type. <laughs> I'm leaving a lot of this in, by the way. I have never seen the type of tech issues that we're experiencing today. I've <laughs> never in my life. I've been doing 30 of these. Unprecedented. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, essentially yeah. the beginning part really made me, left me thinking like, what a brave young girl like to take the Older gun sister, off of a Natasha. psycho. Yeah. 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 Well, can I also say, can I also say this is, this goes back to how I watched this film, which again, I'm admitting to and feel badly about, but because <laughs> I was watching it at work where I do work in a reception desk with a large plate glass window on both sides in front of me and behind me. Um, I did That's watch a large part of it with the, um, with the sound off. And what's really interesting is that not like as much as I could, I wouldn't, but as much, what was really interesting about that first sequence is I watched that entire sequence in silence and I got so much out of it. Like I, I didn't Google what was going on. I was like, oh, I get what's happening. It's the Americans. The older sister knows they're not a real family and has been somewhere awful before and knows what's going on. And the way that little child actress who plays the older sister, like really played that, like she knew like daddy wasn't daddy and like we got to protect the little sister from knowing. It was so in her face. Yeah. yeah, it was great. And do you know uh, who that actress is? Yeah, who is this little like non-binary looking kid? Really cute. She's, I was like, who are you about? What are you she's about? the daughter of, oh. and I have to know her name. <laughs> oh, nepotism. Famous actors. Her, We're not great about nepotism in our family. <laughs> I think her name is Ever Anderson, I believe. She is the daughter of Mila uh, Jovovich from the Resident Evil movies. Oh, that's interesting. Which I remember being, I remember being in the theater being like, oh, this girl should be playing Mila's daughter. She's great. She really or like, is super great. She was so good. She was so good. I liked she that was she genuine. was, a, I also liked that she was a tomboy and like yeah. a little, like non-binary, because it, it's, I feel like Scarlett Johansson and Natasha is so, uses her sexuality in these movies as a tool of mm -hmm. like espionage more so mm -hmm. than like whatever so to see that Pleasure. like yeah exactly so to see that she's putting like, it on at least, it's like a performance yeah and maybe that's not true maybe that's who she was as a kid but it adds an element of like okay a lot of this stuff is performative yeah. for espionage i totally agree with that the thing is like something really thrilling instead of being like oh they miscast that actor or that actress it's like no that's like a very cool choice to be like yeah. this is how she is when she's like not play pretending on behalf of a government and this yeah. is how she is when she's like an adventure and or a russian spy like so that's cool cool that's really cool loved it okay sorry um, i gotta stop track of the plot no so they get together. Let me be very in... clear. I did bring you two here to talk about what you liked about the movie <laughs> or what you didn't like. You can feel free to interrupt I'm at really any like time. Building my confidence back, kind of like bit by bit. <laughs> yeah, and I'm here to at every turn be like, "What's wrong with you? Just do what I expect." <laughs> Read my mind. I'm like, you probably don't want to hear this about me. <laughs> you don't care. Like I literally do. You're here for that reason. Oh shit. Sorry. Um. <clears throat> So we, she swims away in the the water, like she jumps in the water with these mm. things. She goes to Budapest, uh, Buda, or Buda. <laughs> now I'm self conscious about it. I can't say it right. You're doing great. Um, where she sees Elena. Elena's in her. Elena's been like hiding out in this safe house. They have this huge fight scene, which was once again so intense and so sibling fight energy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really are trying to. I mean, you two probably know. Maybe you don't. My sister and I, when we would fight, to the death, it, was to the it death. gets violent. <laughs> Siblings oh, yeah. get violent. 
Uh, regrettably, yeah. I never got violent, and I say that regrettably because Hope holds a lot of guilt for like being the <laughs> being one the who violent was. one. And I'm like, I think that's sort of. I don't mean to victim blame myself, but I just like never got on board and was always just like, oh no, let's not. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, literally like that. It would have been so much healthier if I just like given it back to you. Maybe we should wrestle each other. My sister and I are similar in the sense that we we put a lot of thought into our mental health of like analyzing our own thoughts and being like really interest, <laughs> introspective yeah. on like, okay, why do I always jump to that conclusion? I wonder what that says about whatever. We both have that vein. So sometimes she'll just cold call me with a question that is like so specific about our childhood <laughs> That it's clearly trying to confirm or deny a theory she had. The other day she called me and she was like, uh, just a question. What's the most dangerous thing you've ever thrown at me when we were fighting? And I was like, oh. Like, are you talking to your therapist yeah. about abuse? I was like, uh, probably like a set of keys or a thigh master or something. I don't know. And then she was like, I think it was the thigh master. Okay, thank you. And she'll like hang up. She'll call back later. We'll do it to each other. It's the funniest so thing. so funny. You're like, do you remember, um, <laughs> one time I called her, I was like, do you remember when we when you were in school? Did you ever have to like have a lunch lady tell you in front of everybody that you've overcharged your account too much, so you have to just eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich instead because you're too poor? And she goes, "Oh my god, yes!" And then I go, "Okay, thanks. That's all I needed." It's just like trauma slash memory slash experience confirmation. Exactly. I've done that recently. Hope, yeah. hope recently, like, Apollo was like, I'm so sorry yeah. to hit you as a kid. I was, and I was like, I don't think of it like that. I don't feel like, I think, like, we were children and we, we played and I didn't really play back. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I would smack Hannah when I got angry and she did, she would just be like, that's wrong. Like, we don't use hitting to solve our problems. But she's my, she's my little sister. So it was like, very, always very awkward. And what had happened was, I was going to bring this up too, is I was listening to Alan Cummings' two memoirs on audiobook and he talks about being like abused by his father and it's very sad. And while he was, talking in my ears and I was forming a parasocial relationship with him. I texted Hannah, like realizing I was the abusive father. And Hannah was like, it's really different when it's like a parent really versus different. like a sibling. It's very, cause siblings, there's a peer level to it. Like yes. you're, you're reliant on your parents to care for you yeah. and stuff. Yes. You're reliant on your siblings to like get you out of trouble and, or get them into trouble. Like it's a different relationship. Oh, maybe this is a great opportunity for you to start thinking of me as a peer for the first time in our lives instead of the third period. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think of you as a peer. Do you think of you as a peer? And you're like, well, I mean, I kind of helped raise you. And I'm like, or you were my sister who was happy as older. And like, we are now like fully adult people. <laughs> How close are you to an age? Grown people. Three and a half. Three years. and a half years. Yeah, so my sister and I are people. five years apart. Okay. So I really, as a, a five-year-old older brother, should not have been throwing keys at her. <laughs> oh. If anybody's the villain here, it's me. <laughs> so, uh, we got there. <laughs> so they have this huge fight, this intense mm -hmm. fight. Um, and then they come to the, she lets her know, like, okay, this dude, Drakoff, has been brainwashing all the Black Widows. So it's all mm -hmm. these women around the world who, like, are not in control of their free will at all. Mm. Um, and that they're, this vials that she has are the only way like the only antidote they're ambushed by other black widows that chase them and and they have this mm -hmm. huge getaway scene where they're also chased by taskmaster and it's a insane it's like a quintessential marvel chase scene mm -hmm. cars are getting blown up it's um great. the physics are defied <laughs> uh and <laughs> and everybody gets out like barely scathed mm -hmm. um yeah 
I love this. This scene is probably one of the most... I mean, people said that there was not enough action in this movie for Marvel movies, but I feel like it's nothing but... Me too. It's like all action peppered with like really deep emotional family bonding scenes and then immediately back into like, okay, this guy's going to kill us now. Yes. Also, can I just like... I got a shout out for his pew who of course listens to the show <laughs> she does such a good job when like they're doing their fight scene and there's a moment where black widow like definitely is like uh has one up on her and she like pushes her back and like lawrence pew like florence pew like loses her footing for a second and like really looks like a younger sister like that is like what she looks like i'm just being like like I, I can't like compete in this moment and then and then but like it's barely a moment like it's it's like just a passing look on her face yeah. and then they're back to being like super well matched in a really cool way where you're like wow they like went to different places and they're not even biologically related but like they are very well suited to fight one another except for this moment where she's like sort of overwhelmed by the power of her older sister which is like I really there are a couple moments like that and I think yeah. that's like the first one in the movie that like really moves me gotcha they're so good Wait, can I say something to this point? Because I was thinking about this and I wasn't sure if it was going to come up and I wasn't sure if I was able to articulate it. And so we'll just have to see. But um, <laughs> this kind of brings up a point about like, about um, like I've been thinking so much about this. Okay, this a little bit of a change. But like Netflix, they produce second drafts and Hannah's wait, heard me. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. There's so, oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, hello. You're back now. You're back. Start Tell from me when the I'm <laughs> Okay, I was rambling, but I was saying that like this is a tangent, but I've been obsessed with the idea lately that Netflix produces second drafts and that what Netflix does, and I think to some extent Marvel, uh, I'll get into it, and Disney, but like they produce things that are like not fleshed out in writing because they know that they have the money to like get the greatest actors and like make the set and the production design look amazing so they don't care as much about scripts that's my feeling about netflix i do also feel that way about this movie and that there were things about it that felt like imperialist cold war propaganda to me on the page but then the the performances and i would also credit the director were like oh, imbuing these moments that are like really human and personal and it's like really well done and you realize that like <laughs> we just don't make mid America doesn't like make mid-range movies anymore. So it's just like you literally, they literally harvest, you know, people like Jennifer yeah. Lawrence from a, a movie like Winner's Bone and then just like plop her in a franchise and that just keeps happening. And it, it's, it is one of those things where I really feel like a good performer like Florence Pugh can kind of cover up some of the sins of the like logic and script. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because she doesn't need dialogue mm -hmm. to like be good. <laughs> Yeah. and there are she has a million moments at the very very end where like uh natasha apologizes to her mm. she does such a good job in that moment of, of telling everything you need to know about their relationship about like the gratitude she has for that moment the like connection all that stuff and florence Pugh doesn't even say one word she is brilliant she like half smiles, tucks her face away, then goes back to her sister and puts her forehead on her. Like, it's like oh. so, it's almost like it's choreographed in this way. I mean, it's not, I don't know that it was, but it just feels very like physically she's communicating just yeah. so much. Yeah, it's so They're beautiful. They're so good. They really good. Um, get away from all these people in this uh, mm -hmm. chase scene. They go break out her, their father figure, um, the Red yeah. Guardian from prison i did see this in one of those theaters that this was our first time back into the theaters or first time going to the theaters post covid 
And we were like, we're going to make an event out of this. There's a theater in West Town slash Logan Square area. It's called Regal. Um, and it has a 4DX theater now. Oh, what does that mean? It's, first of all, it's an insult to filmmaking. Because it's a roller coaster. It's a roller coaster that you can watch a movie during. Does it move with the you? The seats fact? move. It rains on you. Oh, There's scent. No. Oh, the, what? The, the, the what? back. Every time, every time Tasha gets like thrown against something and her back hits something, there's a thing in your seat that goes like, no. boom, and like punches no. you real quick. It's wild. I do not You're recommend it. You don't recommend it? I don't recommend going to any movie that you really, really care about or want to see. Cause it's more like, a, we went to it not knowing any of that. And this was a good film because like you could keep up with it and it wasn't too distracting. Then we also did see Shang-Chi in that same theater and it was too distracting. I had to go back and like watch it in a regular theater. Um, but it was what, when they show up at this, <laughs> at this like Russian jail in the mountains, which yeah. like the Sky resource, mansion. the resources to get them into a prison that's in like the middle of the Russian mountains Helicopter. makes no sense. <laughs> but when they show up there, the theater started snowing. There was no. a snow machine in what? the theater. I, I swear on my life, and I swear on my life, and here's how you know it's true. All of the other effects happened all over the theater. But how often do they need to replenish the snow machine? It only snowed on the no. top right section of the theater. So the rest of us were just like, cool. <laughs> and then went back to <laughs> It was wild. It was, and I kept thinking like, what, what other movie would have a snow scene in it? What the fuck? It I was also, I'm wild. I'm thinking about like the director and producers, like having to, put that in editing like basically be like and then for the 4dx people no there will be snow no, no, like, no, it's another person's job another person's job who just watches it high and is like it'd be super cool if they snowed right now they would do bubbles they would do it was wild wow um so they go okay, they so break they, get to the prison. they yeah. break him out of the prison he's like a badass and he's like kind of violent um he like breaks that guy's arm for no reason and Zaddy. yeah and they break and he's he's like the legendary like the russian captain america that nobody knew about um that's his whole bag is it like he could, <laughs> he, he could have been famous russian captain but america like, but instead they put me in prison mm-hmm. by the way like he's just in general population yeah also that's like really well said really succinctly said that that's what he's supposed to be also i just was so irritated that like his character just completely changes from yeah. like what it was yeah. in the beginning because in the beginning of the movie i was like very invested in their family and in rachel vice being like i don't want to go and him being like don't say that and it's like very tender and familial and then he's like goofy then he's like coming comedic really for the rest <laughs> of the film and i'm like why yeah. david harbour is too good of an actor like you should have given him the note like don't play this as well as you you know you're not like this guy wouldn't be as good of an actor as david harbour yeah it is weird. They do yeah. make a both of the parents kind of change now that you mention it because like their the, personalities completely change. At the beginning, they both are kind of like, oh god, this. Is, maybe it's because they're like, this is gonna really mess with these girls and like we easy time or whatever. But then by the end, they're both like, this dude is like trying to relive his glory days, and she's helping Drakov like manipulate. When she did that yes. thing to that pig, I oh, couldn't watch it. Horrendous. I can't watch that kind of no, stuff. No, so fucked up. 
So that's, wait, this is a really interesting take because like, again, my viewing experience is not like, not <laughs> you like- You think there were totally different characters? You probably watched this no, part no, with the sound it, off. It's not that, well, well, I was gonna say actually, because I watched the beginning with the sound off, I didn't think that they were like, like that exchange was again, going back to the Americans, which I know Hannah has, has seen as well. Like, I didn't think, I didn't for a second ever doubt that they like, like stood with mother Russia and were like maybe the villains, because in the beginning, they're very like, this is just what we have to do. It's just that they had been like, I think Rachel Weisz played it like this. I've been dreading that this day would come. But, yeah, but I know then she's leaning into it. The next time we see her, she's like fine with it. And also yeah, when they like rip I do... the kid away, he's like, yeah, take them. I'm ready. He like says to him, like, put me back in the field. When like literally yeah. four minutes ago, he's like hanging on the wing of the airplane, looking at his daughter. Like, I like, it's okay. Like I made it. It's okay. Wow. So I, so I just read that as like, they're pragmatists. Like I, I read it as oh, like, the music, like the machines. music makes it like so emotional. It's like this family survived. They fucking got out. And then the second they land, he's like, yeah, fucking take them. Yeah. Oh, it is. No, Cause when he said that, I was like, oh yeah, they're just trying to like get to Cuba. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and it is maybe the, may, there is a little bit of like for the parents, they kind of live in this world. Like Rachel mm. does a really good, she has a great monologue towards like the middle of the movie where she essentially says like, it's so wild to me. Rachel does a really good job, I think, of saying like, this is the unfortunate truth of our existence. And mm. like, mm. she says like, keep your heart. And it feels like a way of saying like, our lives are going to be rough. Don't let it break you fully. Mm. He is a little mm. bit more of like, oh, I can't Dumb. believe we got to get uprooted. And then the moment he lands in Cuba, he's like, we're back with the dudes. <laughs> he's goofy. He's, I mean, he literally more. is the comedic relief relative, re like compared with being like yeah. the father figure. But anyway, sorry. Which yeah, I okay. do think for the movie at large is wonderful. It, yeah. It's it's just an interesting choice to have it not be so clear from that first scene. Um, however, having said that, it's a, for me, it's a minor detail. Um, but it is weird that he's like almost a completely mm -hmm. different person when he gets into the helicopter. I will say I'm remembering now that the first time I watched it, this is why I didn't like it. Cause I was like, I feel like they just like butchered the characters they established at the top, which are like, that is like what the pathos was for. Like, that's like why I care. That's like, I'm invested, which is maybe just the way I watched the film is that I'm like, okay, this is the unit that I care about. And then they like splinter and I like still care about the sisters. And then the parents are like goofy and not helpful until like the, end. you know? Um, yeah. So it's um, okay. But yeah, anyway, this is upon second watches more from it they get him out they get his ass out and they go to rachel weiss right <laughs> they have this scene in the play i mean florence Pugh and um scarlett johansson are really really good i mean particularly florence Pugh. the scene where they talk about how they were like given brutal hysterectomies in this school yeah is so it's really rough to listen to but i liked that they took a moment to acknowledge it because Earlier in this franchise, Scarlett Johansson has a real, and directed by Joss Whedon, has a really bad telling of this, where the perspective of the monologue is like, she wants to be with a Hulk, and she's like, you're not the only monster. Like, they gave me a hysterectomy, and I can't have children. I'm also a monster. And it's oh, like, it's so bad. When we did the podcast on it, we were like, I can't Why? believe, like, this yeah, it was so d bad done horribly. So then to have a moment here where they like say like, no, this is, you all were the adults and you let us be subjugated to this. And now yeah. we have been brutalized by this system that you support. Um, yeah. 
it added a lot of weight to the movie and i was like oh fuck this is like espionage is not that cool <laughs> like, you like, changed your mind with espionage i was like oh this is don't not... worry by the end you love it again. yeah yeah he comes back you did around. not want to be a spy <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah i really liked that scene because it was it it gives you the weight of like these because they're even still very very young women but they've been yeah. exposed to more than anybody lives in a lifetime. It's wild. Yeah. So then. <laughs> just an hour and 15 in. We're yeah. 15 in the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For real. So let's get to. So then they go to Rachel Weiss's house. Um, and where she's like experimenting on these pigs. And they have a good scene at this table where you get the family dynamic back a little bit. Um, and you sort of. This is where I really started thinking of like how weird it would be to to have a life experience where you were completely removed in this really like militaristic way from having a family unit. It's not even like, you know, unfortunately I, I have been orphaned or something like that. It's really like I, we were taken. You find out that they were taken from their family, not even that their families gave them up. All yes. this stuff is happening. Um, yeah. And it's we're led to believe that Rachel sells them out to Drakov, who's coming to pick them up. We later find out that it's all part of this plan where um, mm -hmm. right after Rachel and Natasha have this great moment of like, how did you like stay a human being who cared about things? And she says, all beautiful monologues in this whole scene, by the way. Mm -hmm. Like this really had me loving this movie. Mm. The scene between um, Yelena and her father, the scene between... Natasha and the mom they're just so much like teaching these adults like you to you it was just like a three years on the job but to us like this has been very informative in our lives and we are family mm -hmm. how did you feel about these scenes I really liked them I felt a little like I, and I, I guess it was supposed to be comedic, but now I've established that I was like sort of resentful towards the like, it's we're supposed to get comedy out of this thing that like I'm like but they're different characters now um <laughs> But where it's like, don't slouch, like these sort of like shorthands for like, okay, I'm gonna pause because there are sirens. Um, <laughs> I know you don't give a shit, Devin, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I only want the best for my guy. Um, but where they're, where they're like, anyway, but it's like, yeah, don't slouch. And it's like, we're not like, you're all getting up on me, which is like, it's all very familial, familiar, familial, uh, like, like I don't know dynamics yeah. but I was a little bit like uh, annoyed I, the first watch I was annoyed by it second watch I was like okay I get I get what we're doing here and it's sweet that like the dad goes to comfort the younger sibling like that's very familiar the mom and the older sister having like some sort more like you're the adult and like here's some adult information I'm like imparting to you um but I totally forgot what we what we're gonna ultimately get to of of it being like a a long con um so I was like sad again upon second watch. I was like, oh yeah, he's, she sold her out again. And then it was very fun when the following scenes happened. Yeah. How about yeah. you, Hope? Did you like I, this? Well, the reason, yes. I mean, no. So the reason that I sent, the, I, whether I liked it or not, is I haven't really, pro I'm like, I'm not capable of processing because the reason I sent you guys that, um, that piece about like the true story, the truth and fiction behind the Black Widow program, it was the Red Sparrow program. It is partly real and partly fabricated is because like I have difficulty with Marvel movies and especially and Disney as well in like separating what I when I feel like I'm being given propaganda from like my emotional response because I do the whole time it's propaganda feel, though 
Right. No, and I know you know that. Like, I know I'm, you both know that I'm not like telling you anything, but yeah. I like get really, I get really um, like defensive emotionally when I feel that. And because yeah. it's so on the nose for these movies, I have difficulty like letting them affect me the way that I try to be open and vulnerable to like films. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I actually, I put up a wall. Um, and, and so like the sister stuff really moved me, but then I start to like analyze sort of how they're doing it and what they're doing. And then getting really obsessed with like, what they're picking and choosing from Soviet history and and the Cold War and all that stuff. And yeah. I do yeah. get kind of obsessed with that. So I had to like be like Googling all that stuff while I was watching it. <laughs> you are, um, and that's like a distancing effect. <laughs> you're working your full-time job. You're also watching <laughs> yes. this movie for this. And you're Googling like uh, Cold War history of the same time. Yes. You're truly a Renaissance woman. Um, <laughs> you can do it all. Thanks. Well, or undiagnosed ADHD. Who can say? <laughs> but I like had to like I had three screens. I had three screens. I had a laptop, two computer monitors, and my phone. And I was doing all those things. And I was really just because I'm like, I'm so like um, I think it's really, really like Buddhist of Hannah to be like, yes, it's propaganda. And here's how I genuinely responded. But I'm like, I'm like, how dare you try to get a genuine response from me? You're not gonna <laughs> get it today. There's oh. no ethical right consumption of anything. <laughs> no, that's true. I'm not trying. I'm actually not trying to be ethical. I actually no, just I know get you're really not. obsessed with like, I know like, you're not like ethical, what like the changes were. And like, <laughs> no, not an ethical person. I'm a total hedonist. Like, I would love to just like get high and enjoy this movie, but I like my hackles get raised and I get really angry about it, especially because, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it. I feel bad I'm going to say it. But like when it comes to sort of like like pseudo feminist narratives in film, yes, it's an especially galling choice mm. to be like Soviet mm. Russia is bad for women when Soviet Russia was pretty objectively better for women than American <laughs> culture at that time. Yeah, yeah. And so like like we they sent a woman to first. They did not uh, segregate like uh, occupational choices between genders. There were a lot of problems. I have Ukrainian friends, like they starved uh, people in other Soviet black countries. There were huge problems. I'm not defending Soviet Russia, but in terms of gender equality <laughs> that like an American movie is gonna dare to be like, yeah. actually we're gonna like tell a true feminist yeah. story and your <laughs> Soviet history is like actually really bad for women is psychotic. And I can't like it actually that's not psychotic. Like it's, it's, it's so politically like backwards. It hurts my feelings. There is no record of like them giving these women hysterectomies and then drugging them while they're, yes. So there are records of course, of like women being trained as spies to put people in American like CIA and like spies in honeypot scenarios. Yes, there's a lot of that using women sexually. Yes, Mm -hmm. but these, and and, like dirty dorms and all that. But like some of the things that specifically like de-sex them, like the point that you guys were talking about, about uh, Black Widow, you know, being like, I'm, I'm now a monster because I can't have children. Like, I couldn't find that. And so the choice of Disney and the Marvel Universe to make that an aspect of it is like they had to artificially add like worse gender punishment or sex yeah. punishment because yeah. it literally isn't like that on its face in the way that like so much American culture and compulsory like cisgender female sexuality here is. Like they yeah. had to make it extreme Otherwise, it would be like, wait, that's not so bad. Yeah. They took the trauma that is real for Black women in this country and put it on white women from Russia. 
Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. this is how I. Well, first of all, um, it is. I was fully prepared. Remember when I said I was going to put a pin in something? Yes. <laughs> this was the yes. part where I was going to be outraged that there's a castle in the sky. <laughs> castle in the sky. After your eloquent and incredibly intelligent perspective on this not being a great feminist film, I was like, would that, would that house really float? Would that, they wouldn't see that. would not really float. They wouldn't see that from face. Okay. <laughs> I with you on yeah. that too, Devin. I yeah. with you on I that mean, too. I mean, that is I wit, and all of that completely lost on me. Also, because so my my uh, Cold War history, as we've already discussed in this podcast, is <laughs> uh, sparse at best. Um, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> where the movie lost me was the very next scene where they go to a like a a factory in the clouds. <laughs> yeah, very Star Warsy. I think very, very Star Warsy, and this is the one moment where I was like, if this would have been a change, if this would have said like, okay, instead of like the third act of our film hinging on the fact that we're gonna have a huge sky battle, <laughs> if instead we were like, okay, let's make it somewhere realistic, because the rest of this movie is more, somewhat more grounded than a lot of the MCU movies. Yeah. There's no space gods. There's no, you yeah, know, like magic. talking raccoons or anything. For then it yeah. to go so Marvel so quick, because to your point, <laughs> Hope, they're like trying to have this like um, somewhat of a political, a politically feminist perspective on, and also like yeah. the perspective of like how these these family dynamics of this spy mm -hmm. thing, and then also mm -hmm. the next scene to be like, oh, the reason you couldn't find it, did you look up? I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, like. <laughs> I feel like if they would have put this part anywhere else on the ground, it would have forced the third draft of this script to yeah. make these choices, the, the choices that would have had to happen because they can't rely on, oh, and then they're all going to fall from the sky. <laughs> Everything would have been, this movie would have been much better. Oh, that's so wow. funny. I It really didn't occur to me. I was like, for sure, you guys, for sure. <laughs> You gotta be looking up. You gotta be looking up. <laughs> what are you guys doing? How many times are they gonna get you? You gotta yeah, start. Gonna get you. Just the sky, you guys. What are you doing? Oh, so funny. Yeah, that fight. Well, then, and then when they freaking take off their. I don't want to jump ahead, but when they. Please, they do their, we have like, to. Mega. Well, like, we simply lost. It's been five hours. And like, so they get there, and then you find out that, um, like, uh, Scarlett or, uh, Rachel. Rachel Weiss's character is like confronting or is like working in tandem with what's his name? The the bad guy. Drake. Drakov. And then Scarlett Johansson is imprisoned. And then they like take off their faces. And it's it's very convenient technology that we just like have not had up until this point. Yeah. To, like your like yeah, the third act is very like and now everybody has access to all the things. Yeah. And she just like pulls yeah. off her face. Um yeah. What was I gonna say about that? Maybe I just was summarizing the plot. So what are you guys doing? <laughs> coming after your job, Devin? That's weird. Please. <laughs> but I liked it. I guess I could say I liked it. <laughs> I don't want to, and I also don't like to. I don't want to shit on this actor because he he does a fine job. But Drakov, the guy who's cast as Drakov, couldn't have looked more generic to me. He just looks like. I mean, he yes. looks exactly like the type of person who yes. would do that. Like who would? Yes. He looks. He looks like an old Republican, but mm -hmm. 
I, I couldn't, if I ever see him in another movie again, I will not know it's him for some reason. He just doesn't, Truly? his face doesn't stick out to me. Nothing about it. Nothing about it. Um, also, there's another, speaking of not a, another thing that bothered me from the perspective of, like, so the, the, mo- the, the character Taskmaster task is gender bent from the comics, which for me, who cares? Um, but I don't like that, and I did learn this, that they had a male stunt double do mm. all of the the action parts until it's revealed to sort of, mm. I think the, per, the creative perspective was like, this will, well, it was like, this will make the reveal more reveal-y, I think. I, if, mm. I'm, if I'm guessing, because I truly am guessing. Mm. Um, I didn't like that. I felt like uh, after I learned, well, first of all, it, it was very clear to me that there was a male stun double as Taskmaster. And then when it's revealed, all I could focus on was like, okay, then why would we have a male stunt double doing the the whole movie yeah it could have been a female stunt double stunt double and then also it's like it felt like it was supposed to be a big reveal but it seemed very obvious that it was Mm going to be the daughter the whole Mm -hmm. time and then the choice because it's so obvious that it's the daughter the whole time then the choice that it we're going to actually employ the male stunt double to do the whole movie and then we're just going to have her there for when we get her fate i didn't let it make it cheapened taskmaster to me it also made it seem like And I thought the actress who, like, when they pull off her face, she was, like, visually, like, oh, my God, this woman's been traumatized. Get her out of there. Like, that yeah. actress does a great job. I think mm-hmm. that they could have had her for the rest of the movie and just established that, like, yeah, of course this is going to be his daughter. Yeah. What did you think, Hope? Were you surprised that it was a woman or that it was the daughter? Um, I was. It reminded me, it, like, for me, and, and this is another movie that I only saw, I think, once in theaters. It really reminded me of my revulsion at the Wonder Woman movie. And I'm sorry if that's the other universe. It is, but let's shit on it. Why not? Okay, so here's why I'm going to shit on it. And Hannah just said yuck, which I also remember. I remember that we didn't like this movie, and I don't think we saw it together because later that year at yes, Christmas, I, I, like, shit on it in front of my older cousins who I, like, grew up thinking were cool. And they were just like, well, we loved it. And I was devastated that they had, like, done the which um which wonder woman movie was it so i i only the thing that really made me angry and made me sick um watching it was that i i believe and please correct me if i'm misremembering this but that like ostensibly david thewlis is the villain but for a large part of the movie you're actually like angry at some like disfigured woman who's poisoning people with like special comic book mustard gas because it's world war one which i just find despicable on so many levels because the the like semiotics and like the like the visual the visual story that's being told is that women superheroes can only fight with female can only fight female villains because they don't it's like it's like yeah it's like sports it's like well you wouldn't be watched with a boy and so like that really hit wrong and then also like kind of to the same point that i was making about like soviet russia being slightly better for women's equality than the american history um like the idea that like a woman was responsible for like poison gas in world war one was also despicable to me even though like i believe women in power are corrupted just as much as men historically though women were not making those choices at that time so let's just like walk it back um and so i just think like that really that moment with taskmaster like put me back in my 
angry Wonder Woman feels where I was like, well, of course it has to be a woman villain, even though I was pretty sure like the showdown was going to be with Dracov because I was like, oh, we had to give her a daughter. So that like. So that what? The the girls could fight. And it's just like, I just think that's crazy. And like, so historically in the MCU, when they have gender bent a villain, typically it has been when they have also introduced a female hero. So like in Wait. yeah, like in Ant Man and the Wasp, all of a sudden the ghost is a female villain. Um, here it really and in those instances, I'm I'm in all in all honesty, I'm like hell yeah, lady, you get in there, you get that job. Um, <laughs> so that's why to me the fact that it was the they hired a male stunt double to sell it as a a, a like, I feel that actress or any especially any female stunt double, could portray, could sell that twist. They could say, like, okay, have more masculine walk. Have, like, we're trying to sell mm-hmm. them. We want this to be a reveal. And anybody could have done that. Yes. The fact that it's, like, some dude that's on set, and then they're like, we'll get the ladies in for, like, the glamour shots. I just didn't yeah. – it just felt like yeah, – what, what, then why change it? Like, why – I don't know. Maybe I'm getting hung up, but um, – No, I think there's – no, I agree with you. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about like the material conditions that create the film slash the material like reality of the filming, right? Like it's it is a little bit Yeah. Yes. I think it's like very fair to be like, who are they hiring? And like why and who's being cast and why, you know. I will say like why? this movie relative to Wonder Woman, I did feel like uh it was fun to mostly watch scenes with two female leads. And oh, and yeah. to feel like they both really were co leads. And, and, mm. and yes. two heroes, two female heroes. I was like, that's very fun. Yes, they are still two like beautiful white women who basically look so much alike that it's annoying that they're not related biologically. Because <laughs> I'm like, but why hire like Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson? Obviously, look so much alike. Like, it would be fun to have them play biological sisters, yeah. but fine. But anyway, but like that to be like that's so fun. The same, but in the same breath, saying like, and it's, then it's also disappointing to think like, who are they hiring for this then? Right? And like, yeah. why are they gender bending if they're not fully doing it? Yeah, hundred um, percent. Another thing that I really like, speaking on that point, is that I love that because this movie has also been another thing that sort of like hangs over this movie in a way that's just difficult to please everybody with is that they didn't give Black Widow a movie for so long. She is in, in total, she is in like eight or nine MCU yeah. movies wow. before she gets her own film. And then she splits it. <laughs> well, I mean, props wow. to... I mean, if I were in that position of where I had invested in this, I know my selfish ass would have wanted the entire movie to be about me. I would have been felt like, oh, I would... And she, be, because Scarlett is a, uh, an executive producer on the show, or on this movie, for it... For so her this to also, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> for, <laughs> for her to also be like, this movie is just going to be just as much about Yelena as it is about me and this family dynamic is like such... A, such a wonderful choice and I really loved it um, because you get also it's like the idea that women can't lead a, an action movie like people won't show up and then instead to be like uh, plot twist there's two <laughs> like a plot mm-hmm. twist where yeah. co-leads um, are they setting them. up Florence Pugh to have her own film Florence Pugh will be in the MCU probably as much as as Scarlett Johansson has been before so she'll probably be in these films for the next eight to ten years yeah, but like I, you're right. It's so fun. It's interesting because I just can't think of, and maybe I'm misremembering. But it's like I can't think of two male leads sharing a film other than like I, like Civil War, obviously. But they've already had their own films. Yeah. But like, right? That it, instead of like introducing her as like a 
a character in because right, this is her first movie mm-hmm. this is the first time we encounter her um it's not like she's sprinkled in for many for a lot of the franchise it's like no she's in you're splitting an entire film yeah and she's now you're supposed to be in the new movie. hawkeye series i think that's wow. maybe her. tomorrow Wow. My, my, like, wait, my cynical interpretation of this, and maybe I was wrong, and because I don't know anything about the development of this movie, was that like ScarJo had aged out and they needed like a younger, hotter woman to share the screen. Is that not what happened? No, I don't think so. I think, uh, I'm sure part of that is true. I'm sure that it's true in the sense that um, this film was released after Black Widow's character is killed in, spoiler alert, is killed (laughs) in Endgame. So then they go okay. back and retell this, which is one, fans were pissed off about that because they were like, okay, now we have to go back and tell a story that we should have had anyway. And it right. kind of makes the movie like not necessary to watch right. in the grand scale. When these movies, what what hinges these movies together is so much that each movie leads into the other one. So then when Black Widow finally gets her movie, it's kind of like a side quest movie that you don't really need to watch to enjoy the yeah. story as a whole. Um, however... They did bring her in as not so much that she, I don't so much believe that it's that she aged out, but more so that like she had decided not to continue with the MCU, and this was an, a way to introduce oh. another character in the comic that um, would go on to hold the the mantle of Black Widow. This whole next phase of MCU movies is how we like sort of pass the baton to the next person that holds the mantle in the comics as this character. Um, I feel like Hope's frozen, but that's oh, there she went. Welcome back, Hope. Welcome back, Hope. I love that plan. I'm sorry. I restarted my router. I'm sorry. I don't know what is going on it's, except the eclipse. It's not you. It's clearly something. It's clearly okay. Amazon. As we record this, Amazon is becoming a titan overlord that's taking over the world. <laughs> and that's why our internet Great. keeps like, yeah, something's happening. Great. I, I have well. never in the history of recording this podcast had this many technical errors. Ever. <laughs> and never have them from all three parties. Right. All right, let's get to the end of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Two they, hours and 15 minutes is hard to summarize. <laughs> they, yeah. um, they, long story short, <laughs> uh, Black Widow figures out a way to, um, one, when she confronts Drakoff, she knows that he has like some, once again, pseudoscience that makes all these women listen to him, um, where if they can smell anything at all, the, the chemicals will work and she won't be able to hurt him. So she severs her own um, uh, nasal nerve. Nasal nerve by, and I loved this too. I loved that like he keeps hitting her and she's like, whatever. And it's very clear that she's trying to get him to hit her. Uh, and then she just like smacks, smashes and breaks her nose. And her nose looked broken for the rest of the scene. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. And then because I was kind of like in and out, I did fall asleep. I did have to rewatch the fight scene because the minute they got to space the first time, I fell asleep. (laughs) And then, yeah, then yesterday I had to turn it on and be like, okay, what's going on here? (laughs) Um, They break, she, but her nose looks broken in the scene. And then Mm. she fixes it and it goes back to normal. Um, And then they fall out of the sky. Yeah. Sort of inexplicable. Like, we don't know why. Like, I don't, what happens? Like, um, one go off? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> what happens? The, you can't uh, remember because there is no reason. It just starts Rachel Vice Rachel Weiss blows up 
one of the things on accident. Like she's cornered by all these. Another thing I wasn't a humongous fan of is that like they have all these capable Black Widows that are all over the ship, but then there's also like henchmen dudes and masks. That's like not explained. Yeah. Um, I thought that was weird. I was like, what What are they doing here? Who are they? Yeah. Um, but then she blows them all up when she blows up the engine and then she casually walks away saying like, I have, we're in a controlled crash that's falling to the ground. These Marvel mm-hmm. movies, the earth must be littered with the events <laughs> of the Avengers. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, it's so true. We know governments okay. are bad at cleaning up mess. We know this. There are oh, still so yeah. many war zones not taken care of. This, I'm like, there's just no way. This spaceship falls into like, like Tennessee or something. Just like a random <laughs> state. And also the fact that all these, pe- all these people are fighting in the air is wild to now me. Now gone from the map. Yeah. It's fun though. It's very, very fun. And, but it is also like, at the end of the day, I'm like, you're just a person, Natasha. You can't be jumping off of a plane. Free falling. Like, you can't be free falling <laughs> and like, okay, I'm sure I'll see a little bit of debris I can like slow down on. <laughs> what? Oh, it's but oh. I loved I loved the sacrifice thing the thing oh, yeah. again um, of like her just like jumping out after her sister and her sister jumping out after her I'm like oh it just yeah. got me. I think maybe if I hadn't known that she has to live through this to get to the next movie, that then yeah. that jumping off the thing I would have been like, oh, is this how she goes? Because it's her last movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they kind of like tango in the sky and then they fall to the ground. Uh, we talked about that beautiful scene between Elena and Natasha where they establish their sisterly bond and they kind of establish that they're all a family again and then they mm-hmm. all go their separate ways. We did it. That we was brilliantly done, Devin. Yeah. yeah. We got to the end. Um, then we, we Yay. We see a couple end credit scenes that are important going forward, but we don't really need to talk to, about them now unless you really want to. I don't um, think I watched them after the credits. Yeah, don't. Sorry, babe. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about. I wasn't sitting in the theater, so I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, they're also relevant to like things we're not going to cover in this podcast. So who cares? Um, there is something I do want to point out, though. If you have this on Disney Plus, or if you have this like the DVD or whatever, there are deleted scenes for this particular movie that I actually feel they should have kept in. I feel like it would have... I'll watch those. I love that stuff. I never believe that deleted scenes should be added for the most part. I feel like in most cases they're deleted for a reason. Same. I feel the same way about like bonus tracks on albums. I feel like you cut the fat for a reason like and if you didn't (laughs) cut the right stuff then you made a bad choice. And I do feel that way about this where like the last scene of this is the scene of how she gets like a plane to go into the next movie. So it sets up why she's going into the next and like fits in there. Um, there is a scene where she goes back, it's deleted, but she goes back to her Ohio home, like the home that they were raised in after all of this stuff happens. And she sees all of these kids playing, um, like playing Avengers in their backyard with like fake, like cardboard stuff. And she gets a moment where she has an interaction with a girl who's like choosing to be Black Widow and who's really excited. And it's sort of like a great way to leave Scarlett Johansson's in this universe of like this is the impact she has she's she Ooh. is a hero she has turned like all this stuff around or like she essentially is has had a major impact on the world um but they didn't they cut it out for that scene where she gets a helicopter 
where she goes blonde and flirts with her yeah. like, hookup or her like yeah it was just so <laughs> i just don't understand the reason to cut it it seemed like such a perfect like aha this is the last time we see black widow yeah like what a wonderful send-off for scarlet for the character and all this stuff and they're like um i think it's pretty important they know where the plane comes from <laughs> but i don't know how they're gonna <laughs> this movie that's already made two billion dollars i don't know if it'll make sense unless we put in that helicopter scene it's like, oh my yeah that's God. silly it's a little All bit right. more like victorious rather than like uh sweet yeah let's yeah. ask some final questions and then i'll let you two go one on a one on a scale and we're comparing this to movies not marvel movies because i know that lowers the bar so we're comparing this to movies (laughs) on a scale of one to ten what would you give this movie in comparison to movies all movies and all movies just as a movies that have ever been done so take a minute to think about every movie that's ever been made god that's really fun i don't want to hear hopes before i say my i want to you say yours first then hope will go and then i will go okay and don't think about it too much because who cares that's fine i'm I'm gonna say a three and a half That's great. I was gonna say four. We're very. I was gonna say four too, but then I got cowardly, and I was like, "Well, three and a half." My favorite thing is my favorite thing about doing this podcast is the number people give never lines up with the review I think they've just given. Like I would have played both of you at like a five or a six. It has issues, but like overall, it was good. We're super critical people. We no, just no, it's game. not that. It's or it's people who sh- who will like dump on the movie the whole way through. <laughs> And then no, give it a so huge score. Um, well, all I was going to say is like, this is very cynical. Going back to my cynical takes about these movies, though, is that much like the, let's say, um, uh, destruction of the planet, I find these movies like really short-term projects to make money. And that's what I'm basing that scale on. So you're yeah. saying like in all movies, like I don't think movies with this amount of CGI, this amount of like, you know, as you said, pseudoscience, this is messaging withstand the test of time kind of no matter what. And so I think that they're like kind of designed to sort of like fast food, like make a ton of money for like the first couple months that they're out and like real hardcore nerds build their identities around it, let's say five to 10 years. And then maybe you have some people giving a shit after maybe 15 years, but they do not have a long shelf life. So in yeah. finding that like rating, I'm just like, okay, like, will people be watching these in a hundred years? Maybe to like write a college thesis about, but not like for fun. Wait, but Hope, can I ask you a question in terms of your enjoyment, which I know you said you cannot separate from your critical analysis, but on a scale of one to 10, how much you enjoy a film? How much you enjoy a film? Not like if it's good or not, but like ten being like I enjoy this film as much as I can enjoy a film, and one being sure. just as little as I can enjoy a film. What would you put it on? How much I enjoyed this you're, film, or like you're, you're still choppy. Can you take yeah. the video off? While she's fucking around, what was your number going to be? I'm going to give it a ten out of ten, and. <laughs> I've given every single movie a ten out of ten. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. I really, uh, I really no, feel no, like no, I no, no. You're right. You don't have to apologize for your um, 
your okay. Well, that's why I hope what would your your number be from one to ten if you if just about how much you enjoy a film you're capable of enjoying a film. I want to know. Like like that you're asking me on a scale of one to ten how much do I enjoy film? No, how much do you enjoy Black Widow? If oh. across compared to other movies you've enjoyed. Um. Well, I would again say because of my circumstances today, like a five. But oh, I would. Great. I really. But I really wish that we had been able, like you and I, had watched this together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have like I there was an ideal way to watch this movie that I didn't do. Is let me yeah, let me just say five is pretty good five out of ten relative to three and a half. Okay, and then Devin, while you were offline, <laughs> give it to us again. Devin, what's your number? Um so I go I went ahead and gave it a ten out of ten. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've given oh every God. no matter what I say about the Marvel movie when it gets to the very end, I give it a ten out of ten. Uh, <laughs> That's why they keep making them. You're part of the problem. I I am oh by the way, these movies will never stop because of me, and I know that. I <laughs> I go to these them. I go to these movies on opening weekend. Sometimes I'll go twice because I'll yeah. be like, Hell yeah, what I'll take a gummy this time. And then I buy them, I invest in them. They have me conned to think like if I don't show up in lobby here, like they'll stop making these movies, even though like they're never gonna stop. They're never gonna stop. And at this point, like when a new person comes out or a new movie comes out. They have somebody dressed up like that person in the parks by opening weekend. Like, <laughs> Hawkeye started a couple weeks ago on Disney+, Plus, and same day, there were actors already paid with suits, like, costumes that had been tailored to them, like, at the park, like, pew, pew. What like, park? Oh, what the, park? the park, the Disney World Park, in, or Disneyland in um, oh, okay. California. <laughs> you were like, Winnemac Park. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what Chicago <laughs> no, no, no. Park? They're in uh, <laughs> they're like in the Central Park. Parks. They're in the middle of New York City, like doing. <laughs> I, full... honestly thought I was like, good for them. I was like, yeah, everyone has an awesome. Wild um, viral marketing for this little tiny film. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I don't know, Nate. And I'm fully, but I'm a cult member at this point. People can get <laughs> I into cults. Lovely. Is it? I mean, it's not yeah. the worst cult to get into. Definitely um, not the worst one. How about that? No, <laughs> say, I'm not. Has it supplanted religion in your life? Like, did you grow up religious, reject it, and then come to Marvel? That is, first of all, <laughs> too accurate for how <laughs> little we know each other. <laughs> too, too dead on. Um, <laughs> I, I did grow up in a very religious household, and I'm a, a, a vehemently opposed to religion as fundamentally. Um, yes. Across the board. Like, I love witchcraft, and I love witch stuff, and I want to, but I just don't. I'm such... A militant atheist that I can't even like be open enough to enjoy it. Like there are certain religions, like I think a lot of occult religions are more so based just on like rituals revolved around mental health, like mm -hmm. sort of like manifesting and meditating and think like really really healthy shit, even though they've mm -hmm. gotten a bad rap. Um, and I would love to implement those, but because I was ra raised in a house with religious extremism, mm -hmm. I I just can't. It, the whole thing skis me out. So. Now that you mention it, <laughs> you have every single one of these movies behind me on that show. Oh. Even though I and I do have a Disney Plus account just for this podcast. And I do make my yeah, I do make my husband call me Captain America <laughs> in the bed. Now that you mention it, it's kind of too. <laughs> two on the nose um well 
I don't think that's a you problem. I think that's an America problem. I think these movies are primed for like a Christian hegemonic culture that's used to like accepting narrative in this passive way. And I don't think that's your fault. No, 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 no. <laughs> what is this happening to you? Because you know what? Honestly, nothing's my fault. Oh, <laughs> uh, to that. I'm so, happy that. To, I'm so happy you say that. What a great... That's what we all took away from this film. Oh, my God. All right, let's ask two final questions before we wrap this up. Um, one, if you could replace anybody in this movie with Rosie O'Donnell and Danny DeVito, who are we replacing? I'm going to go first to give yeah. you time to think. Yes. I am go- first I'm going to start with Danny DeVito and hands down <laughs> I am replacing Drakoff with Danny DeVito. Yeah. Because sure. I don't remember what that actor looks like no matter how many times <laughs> I see him anyway. And two, I think Danny DeVito could really play somebody who's like out of necessity for how awful he is having to like subjugate all these women like the, I don't think we get into enough of like the psychology behind this fucking asshole that he has to do all this shit. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, Danny DeVito would probably play it too funny, like too funny for the subject matter, but it would it could give be, it something. It would be interesting seeing him trying to punch Black yeah. Widow. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like on the desk. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and then Rosie O'Donnell, I would make um, the mom. Uh, wow. Rachel, but Rachel Vice is so good that I kind of don't want to replace her. Um, but at the same time, somebody's got or Taskmaster. Mm. That's what I would do. I would do Taskmaster, Taskmaster, because then that'd be a funny reveal. Yeah, <laughs> you're like Rosie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that makes sense. Just to gender bend it, because I agree with both of you, but just to like make it fun. Um, I think I, I think Taskman- Taskmaster Danny DeVito, David Harbour's character. Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, <laughs> oh that's fun. yes. That's some good comedy because it is a comedic role as I resent, but it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the last question I have for you is who, and, and this can be genderless or, or any gender, but who has hot dad energy? David Harbour. It's David <laughs> yeah. Harbour, baby. Yeah. Either um, David Harbour or Florence Pugh. <laughs> yeah, I think I was going to say Florence Pugh. I, I think David Harbour for sure, just because he does always. Yeah. Does himself as well. Before and for sure. That well, low thank- voice. Oh, she's so, <laughs> also, she just is so beautiful. I mean, so beautiful. Mm. Anyway, thank you both so much for being here. Um, let me, before we go any further, oh my God. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. I'm frozen, but I'm here now. Yeah, oh my God. Thank you both so much for being here. We're going to wrap this up before, like, truly the sky falls, something falls out of the sky, <laughs> like a, 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 a school of assassins falls out of the sky onto us. Goodbye. Oh, thank you.